freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 262 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is what does it all mean? And our guest today is Eric Watson. Eric is the owner of Watson's Hat Shop, which is a slice of American history and ingenuity. And at one point, Eric was the youngest master hat maker in the country. Mm-hmm. Eric is a Christian and has a love for our nation and the constitutional protections, including our Second Amendment that we inherited from our founding fathers. Eric holds a degree in international diplomacy and peace studies and has been tra- keeping track of news articles leading to the 2020 election that seem to be unrelated, yet Eric says we can all see a common thread running through them. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Hi, how are you guys doing? Great. And we are really excited to kind of dig into uh, this this series of articles really that you have compiled on a PowerPoint and you've been updating me because we put that link on your guest page at gunfreedomradio.com. Click the guest Mm -hmm. tab and search for Eric Watson and we're keeping it up to date. And, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that, you know, sounds a little crazy, sounds a little (laughs) tinfoil hat, you know, what does it all mean? Right. And so, uh, when you see where the actual source of the information, where this it's been sourced from, it's like, oh, that's a pretty legit site. That's a pretty legit article. And so, you know, the things that used to sound, I said after 2020, I don't think anything could actually sound too crazy to be true anymore. But <laughs> um, so, so Eric, you have been monitoring the news articles on the coin shortage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the expected rolling blackouts uh, through the, the rest of our late summer, early fall, uh, on the United Nations, on COVID-19, and a big G20 meeting in our nation's capital. And as we sit here in the studio on Monday, September 28th, in the infamous year of 2020, what does it all mean? What is the common threads that you're finding? <laughs> um, the, the most common thread that you'll see is that the leftist majority of the Democratic Party has aligned with the United Nations 17 SDG program and also major corporations have. Um, and we'll get into it a little bit, a uh, little bit here. Um, I'm actually going to 
tell you who's involved in one of our largest uh, power grid companies. And I don't mean just electricity, but also gas. And uh, that was the most recent that I found. Um, and then how that interlinks and how APS is, uh, well, uh, APS here in Arizona is actually gonna be increasing our rate substantially over this year um, and into next year and continuously if, if they have their way with the new green deal. The new green deal, there we go. That's something everybody's heard of, right? That, that right. Uh, new green deal that's supposed to save the planet while it's kind of killing businesses <laughs> and maybe killing us along the way. Oh yeah. There's just a lot of political elitists that are involved in that. Um, one of the largest things that nobody has really talked about as far as relating to doctors during this COVID period is there's actually a group called um, uh, Physicians for Social Responsibility. Um, and you can look up in my PowerPoint, but there's chapters in many universities across the country. And it, when you actually dive into the group, it's all about um, the New Green Deal and it, it's UN related and it's, it's incredible. So that's just one piece of the pie. So. Well, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to pull up your PowerPoint as we speak. So don't mind me, just keep okay. uh, talking through the different things. And so we've got the UN involved in the new green deal. We've got pretty much the, the entire Democratic Party that's bought into this new Green Deal. Maybe not your neighbor who's a Democrat, your pal who's a Democrat, but the Democratic Party is fully bought into this. A lot um, of the Democratic uh, elite politicians. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's something to keep in mind because we are, you know, just a few days away from yeah. a very uh, consequential election. And so it's kind oh, yeah. of important to see, you know, what we've heard so many times, elections have consequences. Well, what might be the consequences <laughs> as we're relating to these kinds of things? I mean, um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with, you know, these rolling blackouts? Like why all of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, every summer we kind of have some, but we've sure. got huge wildfires everywhere. Um, California has a terrible rolling blackout thing. Remember we're in San Diego and they said between the hours of five and like seven o'clock that we we're going to lose power to the resort. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it they said it's a normal us, thing. Yeah. Normal thing. Yeah. So, so where do you want to start? The, uh, that, that is a normal thing. I have been hearing that, but what is abnormal about it is it's happening so much more frequently. Um, also, I came across an article that I'm pulling up here. Uh, it related to actually Arizona and Arizona utilities are assuring resource adequacy, but details will take time. This was a report on September 18th, 2020. Investors are questioning the reliability of APS power supply during hot months and selling our energy to other states, primarily California, 
concerns wondering if APS will be able to power adequate, adequate amounts of energy in the future to all customers without rolling blackouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a concern. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Let's something see. else that happened with SRP. Um, this was recent. This was in this was August 2020. SRP is asking customers to reduce power usage as fires take transmission lines out of service. The salt wildfire burning in Tonto National Forest, which was you know not that long ago, just about a month or so ago, has taken out large eastern Arizona transmission lines to go out of service. The lines bring energy to many valley-based SRP customers. The balance of the SRP system is currently operating normally. However, the loss of this transmission line could result in major outages. So what does it mean? Like why, why would this be happening if it weren't just kind of like, well, it's hot outside and there's a lot more usage. Right. I mean, because so, you can see that people could easily try to just brush it off that way. Right. Well, let me, I'll show you when it all started. So recently we had RBG that passed away from cancer. During that period, I discovered that they were saying something about there was a written or will testament that was left to the granddaughter. The granddaughter of the Supreme Court Justice Gingberg is Clara Spira. Well, I started to kind of research that a little bit because I'm like, well, that's funny that they were saying that the will and testament was not to fulfill um, RBG's Supreme Court justice position until after 2020. That was the will and testament of RBG. And that was given to the granddaughter. So I started looking up the granddaughter. The granddaughter belongs to Equal Justice Works. Equal Justice Works is actually headed by George Soros. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. So I started looking into that, found out that exactly the same type of people that it's, you know, that they were asking for back in 2017 and even now to join, have everything to do with political type positions that relate to election, um, equal justice. I mean, you know, list goes on and on. And then I started to think to myself, well, what, who, who else coordinates with George Soros? Who's friends with him? Mm-hmm. And so actually came across where Tom Steyer, presidential nominee, is actually, uh, actually works along with Soros on scholarship programs. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting. So then I started to find out that Tom Steyer was the one behind who changed the policy uh, prop 127 um, when Arizonians uh, we voted to not increase uh, rates mm-hmm. and so that kind of went away because Tom Steyer along with New Green Deal money um, somehow swayed APS to go ahead and move forward with a new green deal, which would be zero uh, um, zero carbon emissions on on power, 
by the year 20, uh, I believe it's 2035 or 2050, I have to look again. Um, but anyway, it's gonna increase our rates substantially um, through that period. So, yeah, after we, we voted that we didn't want that. That's so special right. when they do that kind of thing. Um, because they didn't listen to the people at all. Yeah, uh, that stuff drives me nuts. And that really yep. comes back down to, you know, sometimes it's regulations and policies that right. act like laws that really aren't laws that, that force us as, as citizens to behave and to comply sure. and that sort of thing. But um, we can't do a lot about that except elect right. people who take their constitutional oaths seriously right. so that there's, it's less likely that they are going to enact these kinds of policies and that right. sort of thing. So, so Governor Ducey should be saying something right now about that, and he's not. Peep, mom, nothing. And so <laughs> looking at uh, some of your most recent entries into the PowerPoint, um, we were just recently told in the Wall Street Journal, prep yep. your tech for power outages and other emergencies. So um, I don't know, maybe they say that every summer at the end of every right. summer. I'm not sure. But the Scottsdale um, City Council came out with a newsletter for September and or the city of Scottsdale did. And they emailed out in regards to National Preparedness Month. I've never even heard of that month. I didn't know that existed. I didn't either. I didn't know if it was something new this year or if just because you and I have been talking so much and I've, I've got a generator this year for the first time in my life, if I just was prone to see it when it came through my email. But yeah. I was like, and they even broke it down by, you know, the first week of September, you should be buying and preparing these kinds of things. The second so great. week. We're saying that only one month out of the year, we, we should prepare ourselves. <laughs> hey, <laughs> most of us never do. So if we, if yeah. we do one of the 12 months, that's a hundred percent. Why don't we just call it national prepare, preparation year oh. for 2020? <laughs> yeah, pretty and, much. Uh, yeah. One month. But okay. uh, I thought that was really interesting. They were telling us in this newsletter because of national preparedness month, which once again, many of us never even heard of. Um, sure that we have food and water and cash on hand, and and uh, to and we have a, a a bag ready to go. I'm like, hmm, this is getting interesting. So for sure, because we just <laughs> don't know. I mean, we live here in yeah. Arizona, so we probably aren't going to have a flood, but it has happened. That's right. We live in areas where we're probably not going to be affected by, you know, some kind of a huge fire, but it, that's not a guarantee. We have a, we have a big fire right now, over 9,200 acres on fire. Just started yesterday, I think, right? Uh, two, two days ago. And that's in the, which area is this one? Because we start losing track. That's, of it's right up uh, over near uh, Rio Verde and it's uh, east of Rio Verde kind of near Fountain Hills a little bit, mm -hmm. not, not too far. It uh, started on the very east side of Cave Creek. Yeah. Tonto so Hills where they had actually evacuated them. 
yeah, and we don't know when that could happen. So if you're being forced to leave your house because you're being evacuated for some reason, yep. could be this civil unrest or this political unrest. If you haven't thought your way through at least having some things in a bag uh, because you don't know how long you're going to be away from your home, some people never get to come home because their homes burn to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. uh, here in Georgia, I'm seeing uh, this article that you have um, from fairly recently, September 7th, 2020, power plant had four explosions in Georgia and it shakes homes violently. Uh, there yeah. was another one. Louisiana, where was that? Where it was a chemical plant on fire and the That's noxious right. fumes were causing people to, first of all, be locked in their houses without yep. electricity. Thank you very much. In the middle of summer in Louisiana, that had to have been horrible because they didn't want the fumes getting in the house. But then, you know, maybe they have to leave their homes for a while until they figure out, you know, how dangerous these right. fumes are. You know, we're not crazy well, to think about back to that back to that factory you just said the chemical plant mm -hmm. do you know what chemical plant that was uh i do but you tell us <laughs> <laughs> that that's one of the largest chemical plants that supplies uh chlorine chlorine tablets um for the country uh for pools water treatment all that yeah so if you've got a pool, I mean, that sounds like a minor inconvenience, but, you know, one thing affects many things mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that right there, you know, another thing that I'm um, looking at these slides you have about the power outages here in Phoenix, uh, cause we're in Arizona, of course, you're in cave Creek. We're over here in Litchfield park, but Phoenix, there were, somebody was lighting our wooden power poles on fire arson. Yes of power poles. Yep. When did this happen? Just like last week. Really? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, what is that about? Is somebody just randomly angry at the world and decides they're going to find some, some uh, charcoal lighter fluid? <laughs> I don't think so. I think there's I don't think so. something <laughs> else that kind of behavior sort of like, that impacts sort of like the pallet millions. Of sort of like the pallet of bricks stored in front of a riot situation? Yeah, that everybody wants to poo-poo and say, no, 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 mm -hmm. there was construction, you know. 10 miles from there or something, you know, they, they want yeah. to poo poo it instead of going, well, all right, let's just open our minds for a moment and consider what might be at play here. Right. And did you see the major explosion, the gas explosion line in Florida? Florida. I don't think I caught that one. Is that on your, uh, there's a Bronx transformer fire. There's a South Loop Chicago transformer, <laughs> underground transformer <laughs> fire on your PowerPoint, um, major, major power outage in New York City. We still don't even know what happened there. And we don't know what happened to any of those, actually. Uh, all this stuff is unknown. Um, reports come out, say, oh, it's going to be a length lengthy invest investigation. My, my guess is the investigation will go on until after the election. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's but, the thing is uh, they, they set it up for lengthy and we are like squirrels. We're like, yep. you know, five seconds from now, we're like, oh, there's something shiny. We forget yeah. all about it. And right. who knows if they ever find out if it's something nefarious. So September uh, 24th, 2020, gas line eruption collapsed an overpass, not just an overpass, but a turnpike. And it shut down the whole Florida turnpike traffic. 
Oh, wow. That's just um, crazy. You could see there's video of the explosion. Um, witnesses were there. I mean, it was substantial. And uh, we don't know, is this coordinated in some way? Is it nefarious in some way? You know, I'm starting to think so because there's way too many things happening that are abnormal. And so if we are inconvenienced and somebody can tell yeah. us that, you know, well, the California is burning to the ground because of global warming and we're having power outages because we're relying too much on man-made power, whatever. Like, is it a way for us to, to reach and go, okay, all right, green power, bring it. I'll, whatever it takes, like, yeah. could that possibly be? You're, you're exactly right. That's exactly the idea that they're trying to show. So um, they can, if they can make it look that way, mm -hmm. it forces their agenda to move forward a little bit more. Well, and that's one of the things that, you know, we're not on your PowerPoint and our side conversations off air. We haven't really been talking about, you know, the Obamacare and the, the national health care uh, and insurance uh, horror show that's out there. But that is one thing that has concerned me so much is that people are going to finally throw their hands up and say, I really can't afford this horrible increase that my insurance has taken since Obamacare kicked in to, you mm -hmm. know, somehow make it affordable care act. No, the absolutely unaffordable care act is what they should have called it. And so they're going to throw their hands up and say, okay, fine, let's just have socialized medicine. Let's have the single payer, which even that yeah. just gets my goat. There is no such thing as a single payer because the government has zero money that they don't fleece from us through taxes. So this zero payer is actually yeah. multitudes of payers called you and your neighbor and their neighbor. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, it makes me afraid that similar to what we're saying with, you know, maybe this is going to make people feel like, oh, this is an attractive option, this new green deal, I'm afraid that it's going to be that way with the healthcare, that it's going to look like an attractive option just because it's hitting us, you know, in, a, in our pocketbook and in our, the privacy of our homes and our families. Yeah. And that's why President Trump just passed that executive order a few days ago um, so that yeah. uh, uh, he tried to do it through Congress the right way, but the Democrats would not help. Right. But the pre-existing that over his head, like, oh, if you have pre-existing conditions, you know, they were trying to make it look like President Trump didn't care. But when in fact he was trying to do it through Congress, so now recently he just passed an executive order so that people do have pre-existing conditions can uh, get the health care that they need. Mm -hmm. So a couple times mm -hmm. in here in your PowerPoint, you know, we see the name Soros. Mm -hmm. Has he just become like, you know, the, the boogeyman that as soon as we invoke <laughs> his name, that, that suddenly we know that there's evil afoot? Or is, is there really anti-American policies and um, movement, uh, anti-freedom things going on? whenever you see his name pretty much um he's become a billionaire uh on crumbling economies that's that's how he's become so rich and the last one that he devastated was venezuela 
So why would in 2018, before APS or I'm sorry, uh, APS and some of these other power companies with the help of Tom Steyer, um, we didn't have the new green deal um, on the table for APS during that time, for instance. So some point between 2019 and 2020, uh, George Soros's taxes actually show that in 2018, he had zero shares in PG&E, and now he's got like 104 million shares. So maybe he just likes to make money in the stock market, <laughs> right? Like, do we automatically have to say that there's something, you know, less than, less than good going on? Well, what definitely you people should, because Attorney, U.S. Attorney General Barr came out and said the main person that funds Antifa, the anti-fascist movement, is George Soros. So if you just want to start there, I guess you yeah. could say, <laughs> does he really have our best interest in mind if, you, if our interests are constitutionally based freedoms? And um, I, I'm thinking maybe not. Now let's go back to this United Nations. So I was just reading, um, I'm reading a book that was written about 20 years ago, and it's just on, you know, presidents, different presidents, and uh, the challenges that they had, and that they they had to kind of step up and and show the courage of their character, um, and that kind of thing. And um, one of the things that we that was discussed is that um gosh now i'm gonna forget which president it was was it was it Nick? no it wasn't nixon i'll have to look I'll, I'll i'll fill that in or i'll put it in the comments um that he wanted the the league of nations and so the league of nations he he had good intentions uh for the league of nations but it just didn't have any teeth it went away was it wilson i forget anyway Later on, the UN came into being, and the UN mm -hmm. has teeth. And so uh, it, it sounds like a good thing, right? United Nations. They started in 1950, that, didn't they? How can that be a bad thing? Uh, again, I'll have to look that up. I think it was 1950. Um, um, but now we're seeing that there is meddling, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of a word we could use. Even at our local governments, like yep. in Scottsdale, Arizona, somehow the United Nations has tentacles that go even to that level. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, why, why would that be? And if it is, why is it bad? Um, well, the United Nations has become extremely corrupt and over they were kind of corrupt to begin with but the whole idea was to try to bring countries together but we have too much political uh, power that's been kind of drawn into the united nations just to give you an example is if we look at the world health organization for instance the two one of the two major uh, foundations that support the World Health Organization is the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation. Well, you're like, huh, that's weird. 
Well, Melinda was actually a Rockefeller. Melinda Gates was a Rockefeller. You know, what's funny. I keep seeing these, uh, I don't know if they're memes or what they are, but it's sort of like, there's like five major families that pretty much run the entire world. And I don't know if that's true or not, but when you hear something like that, you're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Okay, well, there it is again, you know, yeah. that Melinda Gates comes from the right. Well, you know, you look at COVID-19 and for over a hundred years, I think it was in the 1890s, um, Big Pharma was created by the Rockefellers. And again, it could have come from maybe a good intention, but the road to hell is paved on good intentions. And I did just mm -hmm. look it up and uh, Woodrow Wilson uh, was the president that wanted the League of Nations. And his idea was that, you know, maybe he could have avoided a World War II and saved, mm -hmm. you know, hundreds of well, thousands we, of lives. But well, who knows? Because would the Nazis have come up anyway? Well, I have, a different, I have a different thing. Anyway? Is the name United Nations coined by the United States President Franklin D. Roosevelt was first used in the Declaration of United Nations January 1942 during the Second World War when representatives of 26 nations pledged their governments to continue fighting together. Right. So this was League of Nations and it dissolved. And then this yeah. is the United, United Nations. Nations. So, But 1948, right. uh, I think, is when, 46 is when it really... Gotcha. But, so... Uh, so yeah, so maybe they started because Woodrow Wilson, he had like a good idea or he felt like it was a good idea, but then you get politics, you get bureaucracies, you get nations. Yep. That, okay. Just because they're sitting there in the United Nations, are they really united? Do they really have each other's best interest? I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we actually take a look, uh, if you go back into the slide and then you look at one of the 12 corporations as part of the Federal Reserve Board or the Federal Reserve, the, the Rockefellers is one of those too. Mm -hmm. Right. So and they kind of pop up quite a bit when you start looking at what's going on and what right. ties they have. And, and so you big say, oh, well, they have a lot of money, so they're highly involved. Okay, well... Um, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so, right. Um, sometimes there's just too many coincidences that you have to start looking at it. And, and you have to just kind of look at it in different perspective. Um, they're not going to, whatever they do, they're going to make it look like it was an accident. Yeah. With good intentions, for sure. Yeah, and also with good intentions, of course. But is it, does it go against American sovereignty? And does it actually help the sovereignty of the individual? I, I don't think so, because when you are trying to get all of these huge bureaucratic entities united mm -hmm. on something, the individual becomes so tiny that I don't right. think it really does serve us. It serves the bigger, the bigger organization. And um, then if you look at some of those congressional leaders like Matt Gates, Congressman Andy Biggs, um, and several others, they're, they're trying to disconnect from the United Nations. Yes. Oh, uh, at the end of 2019, um, 
met with the G20 and he told him that we're not going to be a part of your agenda, your one world agenda. We're just not going to be a part of it. And then it was shortly after that, George Soros decided to go have a private meeting with the G20. And then it was a month later that COVID-19 popped out of Wuhan. So, um, and I'll just, just hit coincidence on though, Eric. <laughs> Come on, take well, off I talked your tinfoil hat, yeah, right? right? <laughs> so uh, I talked with a friend of mine that is a infectious disease expert, actually worked for the State Department, wrote textbooks on infectious disease. And, and we talked and he said, he said, it's a bunch, a bunch of crap wearing a mask, Eric. He said, Number one thing is, I, I can't use his name right now because um, I need to talk to him about sure. it because uh, it might pull his textbooks, you know, so <laughs> but, um, it happened. Yeah, he, uh, we are living in cancel culture. Yeah, right. The number one thing he said was the virus is too small. It's too mm. small. Like it's going to get through the cloth. 95, it'll pass through cloth. It'll pass through whatever it is. He said the only thing to keep it from transferring uh, is to have like a biological hazard type, you know, respirator type of mask, which that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Then he also went on to say, he said, this thing's more... He said, this is no different than the flu. And he said, what's happening is it's just uh, attacking people that have a very weak immune system. So, and uh, this is a gentleman that actually trained people um, within the State Department on infectious disease. So this isn't, this is somebody that I know that I trust and, um, it's just unbelievable. And, and just right back to it again, we're seeing like ridiculous type things where jockeys are on the back of horses with wearing a mask. Hmm. Yeah. That, that don't make any sense. We're seeing where Scottsdale, the city of Scottsdale, for instance, is trying to lift the mask mandate and Maricopa County keeps trying to enforce it. Hmm. I know. I can't quite figure out what is to gain by that other than exerting control and flexing your muscles. It just, it just hurts the economy, makes it, people feel uncomfortable. It does, but it's like, so, so cities and counties rely on, you know, the tax revenue and the, the, um, uh, you yep. know, travel revenue, you know, tourism, all that well, kind of stuff. So most of Maricopa County's elected officials are Democratic when you go and look at them. I know, but they need money too. I don't get it. And so in the meantime, we are all living in the, we're supposed to be, we're forced to live in cognitive dissonance constantly, where yep. our brains are telling us what you just said, the masks mm -hmm. don't work. Wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. Don't you, have you been listening to the news? That's part of the problem. <laughs> the, Democratic, the Democrat controlled cities are saying that they're going to charge higher property tax on business owners for property to offset the losses from the 
taxes that they didn't generate with COVID. So what that tells you is that they don't care because they're going to get the money somehow anyway. So why does it matter? They'll get the money or they'll get the property. Property, right. And that's where it really starts feeling like yep. and Portland so speaking, are going to be the biggest landowners. Yeah. All these foreclosures. Well, let me, let me hit on that real quick. You're talking about large amounts of property. Mm -hmm. Guess who's been buying up tons of property lately? Are you going to say Soros? <laughs> no. <laughs> Which one this time? Amazon. Oh, yes. They're buying a lot of sh old uh, shopping malls, and they're not they're even not, doing with them right they're now. They're not buying old shopping malls. They're buying malls that have been forced to close through the pandemic. And <laughs> I see what you did there, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and they're using them for distribution centers. So what is the which what I've is their... read is actually they're not very efficient the way malls are built with the multiple floors. So what are and... they doing? What, what's their goal? Ah, we don't know yet. I don't know yet. Land ownership, I guess, just buying up. You know, it was. Uh... I mean, you, Amazon. You think Amazon is anti mom pa businesses? You know, they don't want you to mm -hmm. go shopping. They want you to do it through mail, and then they're buying these big malls. That aren't good for you know it'd be cheaper to build a distributing yes, single building. level distributorship. Right. So what is unless they're going to starve it and then bring it back? I, you know maybe. I, I know. you know the land alone that those properties set on is probably worth a ton because of locations. Yeah. So. But it makes me sick that there. Uh, Portland has already said it, and other cities too are saying. We'll just raise the property taxes for commercial property. And and knowing, like, yeah. how do they not yeah. know that these people aren't going to be able to pay more tax because right. they're, they're not, not able working. to be open. They can't rent their buildings. Yeah. They, right. And so then what does that do? It, it or makes they're burnt out because yeah. well, protests. In California, you know what they're doing in California because of the, the power issues? Hmm. They're making this, They're making the small businesses shut down during certain parts of the day, like a restaurant, okay, because they have to, um, they have to shut down, okay, PG&E uh, is putting protocol in place so that to, uh, to save power, um, they shut down their business during certain hours, and then after that, that, that peak hour, they're allowed to open back up again and start their business up again. And it's during peak hour that is when the restaurants are the busiest. <laughs> so if they're not out to yeah. destroy the businesses, then what are they doing? Because with all this mask yeah. requirement, I mean, a restaurant, most restaurants can't survive on 50% as it is. And they're telling them they can only run 50% right. capacity. And then now they're telling them they've got to close during their peak hours. It's, yep. it's, to dis, it's to, you know, we'll take care of you. We'll give you your money. We'll, we'll make sure that your employees get paid, but you don't, you don't open. You don't open. We'll control you. The the democratic states are crushing the small businesses right now. They're they're absolutely crushing them. And they're still voting. I mean, I, I saw an ad a couple of days ago that a lady was a small business owner and says that we cannot survive without Biden in control. And I'm going, please let me talk to that lady. Please let me talk to you, lady. What is it about him who's yeah. already been in politics for 40, almost my yeah. entire lifetime? But this time, this time, he's really going to fix it. 
No, he's not. But yet I'm we've sorry. seen. But we've seen changes. <laughs> with Trump. Him, but... We've seen changes with Trump in the last, you know, four years or yeah. six years that have boosted everything. Yeah. You know, is it a perfect world? No. But would, why would we go backwards to somebody who has no track record? Right. Somebody that wants to raise. Did you well, he has a track record. I'm sorry. He has a track record. It's just not did a good you, one. There. Did you guys know that Amazon bought the Landmark Mall? Um, we being in, uh, way out here, we don't even know what that is, but I saw the headline. What is, so landmark? What is the landmark mall? Well, it's just one of the, it's one of the largest malls, uh, forget where it's located. Is it like the mall of America? Is it like that one? No, it, it's not. If I was a cool kid, I would know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not that big, but it's, it's a very large mall. Um, is it Arizona? What state is it in? No, it's not Arizona. I think it was Virginia. I was trying to remember. But I did remember the headline and I remember thinking, what does that mean to so, me? <laughs> I'm not really a mall shopper. So I'm, I'm so one you, of the, the ones that does use Amazon. And then I'm going to be mad yeah. when all the little businesses close like well, our own because well, we're the, small business owners. The thing, is, the thing is that, you know, the malls were dying before COVID because of, right. uh, because of Amazon. Yeah. Well, they're dying extra fast now. Now, now they're now they're just easy to be bought up because they're all going bankrupt. So Amazon's coming in and and I'm not sure what purpose they want distribution centers this large, especially with, unless they're just gutting it and then, you know, redoing it. Or, or uh, what if they were going to change their description of a distribu distributing place as a retail store that you can walk in and buy your product from? You could order it and walk in and pick it up. Hmm. So you can oh, get it. No. Who they're knows? making huge. If you look at their commercials, they're making huge investments in electrical vans right now. Mm -hmm. Seems to be. Well, a there's big a huge moment. new uh, processing uh, center out here by us uh, in Goodyear, Arizona. But mm -hmm. we do need to start uh, wrapping up. We've got a couple other things we really okay. want to get to. But one of the biggest things I want people to come away with is just to to really question question authority yeah. right and oh. and look at uh this congressional bill the hr 204 it is mm -hmm. called the american sovereignty restoration act of 2019 and uh it is for the the current congress the 116th congress and it was sponsored by mike d rogers who is a republican out of alabama co-sponsored by Representative Thomas Massey, a Republican out of Kentucky. Also, Andy Biggs, Representative Andy Biggs, a Republican out of Arizona. And Representative Matt Gates, a Republican out of Florida. And these congressmen are trying to bring sovereignty back to America. And as uh, Eric, you said, to, to minimize and push out the influence and the power that the UN would have over our laws and our our regulations and our citizens but yeah. let's watch that let's encourage other um, representatives to um, support this i i didn't look to see where it is right now in its process but i would highly encourage we get that passed well trump is not a, a pro uh united nations guy is no, he? no not at all no, no. <laughs> right no. which is another reason so many people hate I mean, let's look at, let's just look at what other European countries have done when they started that Euro, the Euro thing. 
and how it takes great companies and bring uh, great countries brings them down to the level of the not so great countries when they said that it was going to make the little countries become just as great as like England. And then what's England doing? They've been trying to get out of that thing for, they've even voted to get out of it and it's still not happened yet. I don't think. So, so, uh, you know, America is great. Let's, let's keep it great. And, and let's, be greater than other countries. I wanted to touch. I wanted to touch on one more thing. You were kind of bringing it up uh, just a little bit ago, and that was about Scottsdale mm-hmm. and <clears throat> how the United Nations. Uh, you know, if you look at the coalition of Greater Scottsdale, they have a very similar symbol that the United Nations uses for coordination mechanism, mechanisms, mm-hmm. and actually was trying to find some information on them um, as far as like where the money comes from to them. There was an article written uh, a few years back ago and it basically said that they were receiving dark money, but past that point, it was hard to get any other information. Um, There's probably a lengthy investigation going on. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to answer any questions. You just say, there's a lengthy investigation going on. Yeah. So I I just encourage people to do their own research on that. Um, I think when you need to, when you look at candidates that you're thinking about, whether Republican or Democrat, you need to take a hard look at who they're connected to, what they're connected to, and what their real uh, belief is. And in this period, we need to look at candidates that love God, love the Constitution, and they love, you know, the United States of America as we know it mm-hmm. for what the UN and the political leftists want to turn it into. That would be my advice. Absolutely. Uh, and so, this Quick before we we run away, you uh, at least off air, you've been kind of you know <laughs> chatting about maybe making a run for for office to serve yep. your community, serve your state, serve your nation. Maybe what what are you thinking about? Um, I I have decided that I'm going to make a a run for congressman in the sixth district. So it'd be U.S. Congress. U.S. Congress. Next election, of course. Sure. And who's your main uh, competition in that area? um, Well, this this year, um, we have on the Republican side we have Swikert, and then we also have on the Democratic side uh, Tepernini. A lot of money is coming. From it, it filters through Act Blue, okay, for the Democrats, which was Act Blue was actually set up by George Soros, and then he just has some other people run it. Um, but the money filters through it. And the and, reason that we might recognize Act Blue is because it's been in the the news lately, mm-hmm. as sort of the. Uh, the when you say hey support blm and you know donate money to blm where does it go act blue 
yep. right? Which is a different yep. And, you know, who did you say is created AgBlue? Was George Soros. And where's that money going? Dumping right smack into the, the DNC, the Democratic National Right. So Party. literally George Soros in an indirect way is buying the Democratic Party. Literally, he's buying them with money from all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure his own money too. Absolutely. And so, so just, here in our it. here in our own state, it's it's not like it's in some far away place. Yeah. And we we broadcast, of course, to the entire world, but definitely across the nation. And so, if you're sitting there thinking, "Well, I don't know if this Act Blue thing, if this Soros thing, if this Black Lives Matter fundraising machine that supports only the Democratic Party, I don't know if it really impacts me." The answer is yes, it does. Yes, yes, it does. It is nationwide. So, you know, it's at a you, local, you it's at a local care? level. Yeah. Do you have to care? No, but maybe just be aware. Right. And once yeah. you're aware, Absolutely. you might decide that you care. Yeah. And also uh, on that note, um, I would encourage people to back Jerry Sheridan for sheriff. Mm. Um, We've had him on the show. The, He's a constitutionalist. Um, he's a Christian and he cares about this country, cares about the state, cares about the county. Um, he's just real. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I will let you, there, there will be something coming out about who he's running against later on that uh, is tied into some of these people we just spoke about. Very good. Very good. But yes, I think that uh, Jerry Sheridan in this election coming up, the 2020 election, his uh, opponent is somebody that, you know, is very much not uh, upholding or taking seriously his um, constitutional oath. He is anti-gun, very much not gun-friendly, Paul Penzone. And so um, if I've got a choice between a constitutionalist, Jerry Sheridan, and that other guy, yeah. uh, it's not a huge yeah. uh, guess which way I'm going to go with my vote. Even but, if they were on the other side, if we had a Democrat that yeah. was a true constitutionalist, yep. if there's such a thing, uh, then <laughs> we sure would- there is, babe. I'm sure there is. <laughs> it's just, if, but we would vote for a Democrat if, the, if they were true constitutionalists, if the Republican was not. Absolutely. Yeah. And people think that a sheriff isn't a big deal. Well, yes, it is, especially when you have a rogue elected officials that are trying to stomp all over your constitutional rights right now with, you know, these ridiculous mask mandates and stuff. You know, Dr. Fauci seems like he's running the country at the moment. And well, the, sh the sheriff has a chief politician than a doctor anyway. Right. So, right. Uh, but that will all come out later i'm sure right. but um there will but, be a lengthy investigation oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> tell and you uh but as far as um you know the current sheriff that we have penzone um there's deputies that are walking away from their retirement mm -hmm. because he's not backing them he's not uh supporting them mm -hmm. and and it's it's sad. That's just one instance. And then there's the, uh, you know, the the criminal investigation unit for uh, animal crimes. Mm -hmm. 
there's only been one crime since uh, under investigation since Penzone has taken office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't even hear his Just name. Just all went away. He's the, he's he's never yep. uh, he's never in the news. He's never anywhere. Not saying that Joe was a little too heavy on that, but if people realize that the sheriff department is the chief uh, law enforcement, in other words, they can control any local right. police department out there. That's right. They are the boss. So when your constitutional rights are stepped on possibly in the future, okay, because of all this nonsense going on, um, let's say you live in Glendale or Peoria or, or Chandler or whatever police department it is that is overseeing where you live or where your business is. Well, if it's unconstitutional, and you get somebody like Jerry Sheridan in there that's a constitutionalist, he's going to make sure that your rights are not infringed on. That's right. That's right. Because look, he... look what's happening right now. Penzone isn't doing that. It's just and he's like... not going to do that. He's not going to stick up for the person's constitutional rights. Right. It's just like, you know, we so Christians, we say... support him that will come we... out later. We so... say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? We Christians say that? Yeah. Constitutionalists right. say, I don't know what the acronym is, but it's, you know, yeah. what does the Constitution say? Figure that out. That's a oh, W. The Constitution protects us. Yeah, um, for sure. The Constitution, the, the easiest way to understand the Constitution, it was put together by our founding fathers to recognize that God give us, He gives us our inalienable rights. They're given from God. It was recognition of that. So that's why the United States has the most freedom in all the, all the world, because we recognize that. Our founders recognize that. So the Constitution is so important to protect. But at the same time, when you get the wrong elected officials in there, it's a frail document as well. So I hope people take the election seriously this year and vote for somebody that loves God, loves the Constitution, aligns with their Christian beliefs, because the war has come to us, and so now it's time for us to defend ourselves. We didn't go looking for it. It came to us. So we better start being a little bit more serious and start acting like patriots a little bit more and sticking up for one another when we see somebody being arrested or tased at a football game for wearing a mask mm. or not I mean not wearing a mask mm -hmm. I mean are you serious really and she was sitting with her family outside um and I mean that's a power thing that's all that is a power thing for those it's a power people, thing as a constitutionalist, I would say those people that don't want to follow the constitution, we give you permission to leave the country. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think what happens in those instances, because even as I was watching that video, um, I don't even know how to refer people to it, but it was just a young lady sitting on some metal bleachers. Uh, away from everybody else. Away from group. everybody else, not wearing a mask and a, a large police officer in a blue shirt came up and was just man handling her to get her in handcuffs. And I don't, you know, even the people sitting there, they might think, oh, she could be a criminal. How do they know that the only crime 
is the mask thing. And as I'm watching the video, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how invested to get in this because I don't know the backstory. They could but, hear the whole conversation start in the beginning. Right. But I think that based, what, what yeah. happens is that people, they feel frozen because they feel like they don't have enough information well, necessarily. And, and then this, this person, and then he brings in another law enforcement person and they are, they're like touching her and breathing on her, yeah. and whether they've got masks on or not. I'm like, you are creating <laughs> so much more germ transfer than if yep. you would have just let her sit here yep. in the outdoors on this bench watching the game. What is the matter yeah. with people? And the scary thing is that if you, even if it's just for the mask and you knew it was just for the mask, mm -hmm. if you interfere with that, then you could get a felony charge against you because that's how they work. Mm. So well, are you going to risk a felony to stop somebody from wearing a mask? Mm. And what about the preachers and the, and the Christians that were singing outside the church? Is it Moscow? Moscow? Idaho, Iowa, sorry, I can't remember which state, but um, I mean, they obviously, you know, we, we knew what, why they were being arrested there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to, to ask yourself, oh, we don't, we don't know what else about that person. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, if you do know, perhaps you yeah. should. Try to, yeah. try to speak up. I mean, what are they going to do? Arrest everybody that was there? There was hundreds there. So, yeah, really? Yeah. No, I definitely hear you. And we definitely cannot support our constitutional rights if we don't know them. Right? That's right. Please That's read right. this document. Look, look how that'll take you an hour. Read that. Yeah. Read it. And I have a friend. Uh, I do have a friend in the FBI. And the ADA law that there's been so much people are like, Oh, that don't work or whatever. No, it works just fine. So if you have a metal medical exemption, okay. That you can't wear mask. That's a, that's through the department of justice and you can call the phone number. You don't have to sue. It's actually a fine. That's it's like 89,000 or whatever, right off the bat, 189,000 uh, second time occurrence. That goes against a corporation or a business or anybody once you filed that complaint with the Department of Justice. So um, I encourage people that do have medical exemptions to do that. Absolutely. Which asthma would be one of those. What's that? Asthma would be one of those. Yeah. Oh, asthma, uh, being claustrophobic. I don't know. I mean, there are probably all kinds of stuff you can make up just like they're making up all this stuff with COVID. COVID is real, don't get me wrong, but the misinformation and the, it's being blown way, way out of perspective. It is crazy. Yes. And all right. So, and then the Department of Homeland Security has been receiving all the Department of uh, Health uh, reports for about the last month and a half. President Trump requested that. And that's why you're seeing the death rates go down as they start going through that stuff because when it goes back to the CDC, it just gets manipulated. So it goes to DHS and then DHS can hold the CDC accountable that way at least with the, with the numbers and actually looking through the reports. So, so there was a guy on Fox News. I didn't see it, but someone told me and I believe them. They said that 
he said that not one person has ever died from COVID. What they've died from was complications that the COVID helped with. Now, go back two years. If somebody had a heart attack, if you had a heart attack, but you died because of the astrobation from the flu, they would say you died from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Now right. they're saying you died from COVID from it, mm-hmm. you know? And so if, if they took that role, then probably Elvis died from COVID, <laughs> Tupac <laughs> died from COVID, all these things, because it's true. It is a dangerous disease. Oh, yeah. But it attacks the, the unhealthy people, usually the ones that are way overweight, breathing. The very unhealthy people. like that. The others are, but so it's such a, I mean, I don't want, I might be in that percentage, but I'm telling you that if it comes to my rights, I, you let me make that decision. I agree. Yep. I agree. We got Also, go. Oh, go uh, I wanted to say, can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. Um, when we talked uh, last time, we were talking about a cashless society. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up the fact that in Singapore, they have removed most of the ATM machines from the banks in Singapore. And uh, I think that's important to, to know and understand. If you go to my PowerPoint slide, there's a uh, picture uh, from an ATM machine that shows on the bank message that due to moving to a cashless society, the ATM machines will be removed. And that was back on August 25th. Um, and then also I wanted to read a scripture real quick because I think it's good to, to leave off with that, with everything. I do, and I do want to, with, without mentioning names because we didn't get his permission, but our, our mutual friend who is uh, American, uh, Arizona guy over in working in Singapore right now, he is the one that made us aware of the fact that when he got there a couple of months ago, they were normal. Singapore was totally normal. And in just a few months, uh, they've gone cashless, they're taking out the ATMs, they're fining people for sitting too close to each other in restaurants or talking to each other. You know, I'm sitting at this table and I'm chatting with somebody at the next table. You can get fined for that. And the cashless situation, they, they're completely cashless now? And they're going completely cashless now. And just, and it can happen that fast. Can and so imagine? we thank our and, friend who you know you are yep. for keeping us in that. And way. the reason it happens so fast like that in Singapore is because they don't have the constitutional rights to protect them. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. It's very right. important. Go ahead with your scripture friend. time. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read this scripture here. It, it spoke to me with what's going on right now. It says, uh, this is Romans 16 verse 17. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I am full of joy over you but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Wow. Wow. That's so perfect for right now. Just creating seeds of dissension everywhere. And uh, we just are wise. What is the other one? Uh, Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And that's what we try to be. But Eric, thank you so much for all this research that you've done. I'll just keep updating your PowerPoint. It'll live on your guest page at gunfreedomradio.com under Eric Watson. 
uh, people can take their time and peruse through it. There's just a ton of, of wonderful, uh, informative information in there. So tell oh, folks real I, quick. I wanted to tell you about the spicy prepper. Oh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of prepping, you guys have some at your hat shop. And tell folks how they can follow you and, and come shop. So we, we hope that this is all temporary, of course. So, um, But we, Emily and I, my wife, we felt the need to want to help our community a little bit, prepare, um, just in case something does happen. Mm -hmm. And so we have some, uh, some prep items. Uh, we call it the spicy prepper. That's cute. But it's everything from uh, long-term food, ready-wise long-term food, um, to uh, water filtration uh, that doesn't take up a lot of space. It's all off-grid type uh, items there. And then also we have uh, EMP shields um, to protect your vehicle, your home, things like that as well. And we also have uh, Faraday bags. Uh, they're military grade law enforcement Faraday bags and also uh, phone protectors. So you can't be tracked and traced if you'd like to go somewhere and be off the grid still, so. Very good. Fantastic. All right, sir, how do we find you digitally? Where, what is your website? <laughs> Go to watsonshatshop.com and uh, just come, come to the shop. We have all this stuff right there at the shop. So. And get a custom hat made. I oh, want to get yep. that done. <laughs> we're still we're gonna we're come making plenty of hats and fixing them too through the crazy. That's the nickname we've given it. Crazy. Yeah. Well, Eric, sure. thank you very much for being on the show today and for all your research. And we hope to have you back on soon. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. You guys have a blessed day and and uh, we'll we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Eric. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye. Well. A lot I, to digest. There is so much. And you know, you look at some and say, ah. That's just a coincidence. And, but you know what? There's a lot of coincidences happening soon. And the deal about Singapore becoming a cashless society, I mean, all, you know, the Constitution has helped and protected us for a long time, but it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker because we don't know what it means. Enough of us don't know what it means to say, hey, no, you're not doing this. You know, you're just not doing it. And we don't, we don't, we don't challenge people that are against the Constitution enough. But you take a Singapore that has no constitution in two weeks time, they can go to a cashless society. And you know, think about that. Oh God, it'd be so easy. I don't have to carry change. I don't have to have a change jar. I don't have to worry. Wait a minute. They know exactly what you're, whoever controls that. And maybe it will be a guy like Soros one day that controls everything that goes on in the United States. Because why? He's got his finger on the banks and that man or whoever that person would be, can just shut you off right now. We saw Bank of America, a lot of people had zero accounts in their account for a while. That might've been a little test run just to see how they could do it and how quick. So again, a lot of this sounds like, oh, you guys are just crazy. You're just, well, we you know, are. conspiracy theorists. You're just whatever. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. A lady is sitting watching an outdoor sport by herself without a mask. And somebody saw fit to call the police. The police saw fit to arrest her. And now she's got court issues and, and everything else. So let's say that the next thing, if we go cashless society is, hey, 
that person doesn't wear a mask in public, let's just shut off their bank account. I mean, yeah, we don't have could to go it change. happen? I mean, they're, they wanted to, law enforcement wanted to devise a thing in a car that they could take any car by their license plate and shut that car down. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a cool, you think about it, man, that'd be great for all these chases that they Especially do. in LA, but, there's always a car chase but, but, in LA. Right, what is but, the, but the thing is that is, is that we're going to take the few that are bad and we're going to make everybody have to pay that $800 to put this conversion in their car mm -hmm. and 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 then we have to worry because then they could shut you down anytime. Oh, you know what? Today is no gas day. You're off. Everybody in the, because pollution's high today or whatever yeah. reasons. Yeah. So be aware of all these things. Think about the safe gun act that they want to do where you have a gun that has to have your fingerprint to use. Well, they could probably control that too. Where, okay, now we've got this. Now we can just shut them down. Yeah. Beware people that, it's not all we're we're t we're sacrificing everybody for a few yeah just like the background checks on guns and things like that yeah for sure so all anyway right. eric we'd like to thank you for being on the show today awesome uh i'd like to get more in depth with that down the road with you and really really want to thank our listeners and please don't think we're crazy just throw some of those ideas and think some of them are coincidences but some of them are for real and so you know Thank you for listening. Yeah, and it's okay if you disagree. That's awesome because then you're mentally engaged and hopefully you'll go and do some actual research right. and not just look at, you know, three or four headlines that really all those headlines are doing are is agreeing with each other and quoting each other, right. but it's really just one source where it started um, and, and see what you come up with. Yeah, I can't, you know? I can't Might agree. Might be surprised. Might I, not be. I don't know. It's hard for me to agree that Source has that much power. Even though he's a multi-multi-trillion dollar guy, I just, I just don't know that he really has that as much power as we're thinking that he has. And he's probably that. like, oh, I got these guys fooled. But who knows? And if you don't think that one person might want to control the whole world, Hitler, uh, you know, it ha can and has tried to happen before. Yeah. No, that's, so. that's for reals. And you know, if we elect people that their first obligation is to the Constitution and the oath that they take and that they truly see themselves as a public servant and a true representative of their constituency, then the Soroses of the world are still going to try to invoke influence over them through money and donate campaign donations and that sort of thing, but they're going to have less opportunity. So we still, we still have a horse in the race yeah. and our constitutional butt can kick their unconstitutional butt any day of the week and this next election is your next opportunity so yep. be sure that you are registered to vote uh, i think this show actually airs after the registration date ha has passed so i hope that you are already registered and doing your research and voting for constitutionally based uh, issues and candidates all right thank you to our awesome listeners your time is your most valuable commodity and we value that you spend it with us. Please pray for our nation. Yes. Pray for our leaders, yes. representatives, people who have been given positions of, of responsibility. Most, most of them. All of them, Dan. Even the ones I don't like. Especially the ones you don't like. Even that one. Even that one. You know, we didn't say Pelosi this whole word, this whole thing today. And now you did.
Do you feel better? No, what are you going to do when she's out of office? Actually, they're trying to vote her right out mind. of her place of position of power. What are you going to do then? You're Probably send her a thank you for <laughs> accepting her not being voted in. All right, guys. I don't know. I don't know what I do. Have a great week. Be good to each other. And God bless. God bless. Bye.